Hi, welcome to the Songwriter Diaries. This is a podcast all about picking the brain of every songwriter that you know. So grab a glass of wine and join us. My name is Megan Ellsworth. My co-host is Caroline Stump. This is the Songwriter Diaries. We're all depressed, so let's write a song about it. Oh, we made it. Season six. About to be season seven. We have huge things in store for season seven, a.k.a. Megan and I getting our lives together. (laughs) We have been in an entire place of transition. I say we as in mostly Megan because she has moved into an RV kind of situation. Yeah, something like that. Something like that back in Oregon. Trailer. A trailer that has a lot of dry rot, but it's okay. It's going to be a project, and that's what we signed up for. So, yes, yes, I'm in Oregon right now, but I will be back in Denver um, come September. And, um, yeah. Yeah, so we've just been dealing with traveling, transitioning in life. Yes. And um, you've been in Nashville for almost, I think, a year now, right? Almost a year. Yep. Still transitioning or I'm using that as a bad excuse for being (laughs) less productive than I need to be. Like, oh, I'm just adjusting to a new environment. Well, you are still. Yes. Yes, that is true. You can still use that excuse. And I'm just being irresponsible. But you know, that's what being young is for. Yeah, we're young, dumb, and naive. (laughs) Exactly. So we are going to hit it hard season seven. We have guests returning Mm -hmm. from earlier seasons Mm -hmm. we have new episode content without guests that are just going to be Megan and I talking so sorry my annoying voice once again (laughs) but we're very excited to see we're excited yes and I'm excited for this episode we had some listeners send in questions via Instagram which was very much so appreciated um, yes. Shout out to Shanae. That's one of the people that sent in a question. And I'm pretty sure Shanae was the only, only one who the only sent one. a question without Megan and I prompting our friends <laughs> to send us questions. I'm like, Megan and I just want to feel like influencers for one day. <laughs> just and let have us so have many that. people <laughs> ask us questions for our Q&A, um, but people didn't. And that's okay. If you're okay. listening, next time. Next time, next time. we're going to have another one. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully more people will participate mm-hmm. um, without having to be prompted urgently. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have some pretty fire questions that we are going to answer. And the first one is, why do artists make more money when they have songwriting credits on a song? Yay. Caroline, I think you should take this one away because you work for Warner. <laughs> you do this stuff every day. <laughs> it makes me so qualified. You're so okay, qualified. Lily is the one that asked this question, along mm-hmm. with many others in relation to making money off of music, registering songs, um, how to make sure you're getting all of your income from your releases. And so I, I want Megan and I to do a whole episode about that kind of I can do the business side Megan can do the artist side of making sure like all of you if you're releasing music are making as much money as humanly possible even Mm -hmm. if that is pennies those pennies add up they do those quarters add to dollars you know Mm -hmm. magic Mm -hmm. um but why artists make more money when they have songwriting credits 
simply right now, because we don't have a whole episode to dive into it, <laughs> is basically a song is split into two halves. It is the sound recording and the composition. Mm-hmm. And as an artist that's not songwriting, you only make money off of the sound recording. Mm-hmm. And that is split between studio musicians, your label, and sometimes the label takes it all if you're doing a recoupment deal, but that's a whole other thing. But you're only making money off of the sound recording. You have this whole other potential income if you're a writer on the song that is in the composition. So if you are both singing on a song as well as a writer on the song, you are making money from both halves of the composition, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yes. And um, to add to that, if you are like an independent artist releasing your own music, you get both halves of the whole. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you then license a song, you still get both halves of the whole. And that's like extra cha-ching in your wallet, which is really great. And yes. um, yeah. Yeah. Try to own your masters. Um, mm-hmm. Taylor Swift is a good example of why it's valuable to own your masters and mm-hmm. fuck everybody who will not let you own them or buy them mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. Um because you make money off of that, but you also make money off of the composition. And that's why she's able to re-release everything is because she has the songwriting credits Mm -hmm. for those songs. So she can make a new sound recording because she's not using the same sound recording. Um, And that's why she can re-release those and make even more money. Um, Precisely. Yes, but we will do a whole episode about this because it's helpful to know. And it's also helpful to just, you know, review, like signing up for your PROs and what HFA is and what sound exchanges and all of that stuff. Um, if, if you guys are interested, I love it. Caroline's <laughs> a slut for this stuff. <laughs> I'm a slut for a good PRO. I'm just I'm <laughs> going As on the crap, Hit me up. My number is 555. Oh. Get me started on the statutory rates. I'm here for it. honey. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so our next question was asked by Pearl, who is a friend who is not in the music industry. Um, I say that like she's just a friend. She's my best friend. (laughs) That's how desperate we were for questions. I was asking anybody. (laughs) Pearl does not work in the music industry. She's getting her master's in social work she's a boss ass bitch anyway she's amazing she asked a great question about what's the deal with plagiarism in songwriting plagiarism versus sampling versus featuring versus inspired by mm-hmm. so megan thoughts <laughs> i don't know this is almost like so <laughs> it's sometimes Sing, uh, things like this are so convoluted that it's hard for me to explain because yeah it's just so convoluted but ultimately in layman's terms you sampling is legally using someone else's sound bite um in your recording and featuring would be kind of similar to sampling if you're using like a pre-recorded thing um or it's like someone it's like this is a new song and it's like it's like 
Paul McCartney featuring Kanye West or something, you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like featuring is usually the the person is actively participating in Mm -hmm. the new work that's being released. Yeah. Whereas sampling is like, you take something that's already been released and put it in your work. Yeah. And if you are doing so legally by getting, giving that person credit and giving money where it's due, paying for the sample, then that is sampling. Yeah. The difference between plagiarism and sampling is sampling is when you've used a pre like a something from someone else's song and you're saying hey I'm using this you're like you're announcing like this is being used and I know that it's being used and mm-hmm. a small like you know whatever amount of money is due to the artist that originally made this thing that I'm using that's going to them plagiarism would be kind of like the ice ice baby situation yes literally taking the baseline from that one queen x david bowie song um, that I'm blanking on the name of, but that would be the difference when it basically plagiarism is not giving due credit and sampling is giving Isn't due credit. It? Um, under pressure. Yeah. Under pressure. That's it. Under pressure. Ice, down ice, on me. Yeah. Ice, ice, yeah. Baby. And then they ended up having to give them more money mm-hmm. in a lawsuit. And then they also are, I'm sure making royalties off of the song. So mm-hmm. Um, that's a difference and inspired by, I think is just when artists are kind of getting an influence of their sound from other mm-hmm. artists. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not, they're not taking a sound bite or they're not taking like the words and the melody from yeah. another yeah. person. That's another thing is you can cover a song legally if you make it so the artist's or the original writer of the song that you're covering is getting paid it's yeah gets your they get full writing credit because you didn't write it obviously you're just covering it but since you're doing a whole new sound bite if you're not using anything from the previous release in terms of the sounds or the instrumentation or anything Mm -hmm. then you can legally do that Mm -hmm. um yeah but that's you just wouldn't be making as much money so like people that do create new sound recordings like record a cover um of like a famous song they would only be making money off of the sound recording off of the master because it's their master they spent the time recording it Mm -hmm. um in this new way but they wouldn't be getting money from the songwriting chair which goes back to the first question yes exactly it all ties together yes and that's why you get those songs that are making so much money because people have covered them over and over again Mm -hmm. and that original writer of the song is making all of that songwriting credit yeah or writers the beatles like how many covers of beatles songs are there yeah like thousands millions maybe yeah imagine yeah imagine yeah so many different famous songs that have thousands of covers Yes. Um, those are that money is going to the writers mm-hmm. and those are called evergreen songs mm-hmm. shout out Ben and Plum for teaching us about Ooh. evergreen songs and those are songs that will transcend time and constantly be covered and sang and yada yada mm-hmm. so if you write an evergreen <laughs> song you're set for life you're set that's just mailbox money baby mm-hmm. Um, okay, next question sent in is, what are some of your favorite books on songwriting? Megan reads more than me, so Megan, <laughs> I do. I like really 
also refound my love for reading recently. I love that I read, for you. Like, I'm trying in the last three months. It's like so great. How I have been yeah. reading the same book for the past year, maybe. Oh my god! And I just because <laughs> every time I'm like, I could read, but I could also watch crafting videos on YouTube. Oh, so like, true. What wins all the time? Crafting videos, <laughs> exactly. Well, my favorite book on songwriting, I have a few. And also, like, to preface, a lot of books that I like that inspire my songwriting are, like, predominantly poetry books. Um, and I'm reading one that my friend lent me, and I'm blanking on the name of it, but I'll put it in the description of the podcast because it is seriously changing my life. This book is so good. Oh, why can't... I can't think of it. But anywho, my favorite songwriting book is by, you know, the famous Pat Pattinson, and it's called Songwriting Without Boundaries. And it's basically just a book of songwriting prompts. And it's like so amazing. I love it so much. And my copy is like super worn and has, you know, different annotations in it. But it's really mm -hmm. great. And I highly recommend and really all of his books are really great. Yes. Yes, not to be confused with Robert Pattinson, who I know is right now. <laughs> different guy, different guy. Yes, love it. Yeah, yeah, I need to get back into reading in general. You should read that book. It's so good. I should. I should. I love poetry books, though. I totally. I'll tell you which book is... it is I'm reading. It's going to yeah. change your freaking life. Yeah, poetry is so inspiring of songwriting. Is that how you say that? Yeah. Yeah. Inspire yeah. songwriting, I should yeah. say. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is another question from Pearl, which I found to be very interesting. You yeah. musicians need to keep up with the person who's not even in music asking questions. I know. Hey. She's incredible. Open your <laughs> minds and your hearts to us. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I sounded like a preacher just then. I swear. Open I'm your not minds and your heart. Open hearts. your mind and your heart. <laughs> um do we cancel songs based on their content from back in the day like we cancel people i.e cancel culture right now is mm. really thriving mm -hmm. and i didn't really have an answer for this but i just wanted to talk about it because yeah and i can't even right now think of a song like there are so many songs out now especially that you know kind of like dehumanize women and um yes them as objects yes and I'm definitely guilty of still listening to them and like just kind of ignoring the content even though it's something that we definitely should be talking about and yes oh my gosh what's that one song that makes me think of that one song by Robin Thicke Robin Thicke out. um oh yeah I literally I knew blurred it lines blurred lines I still I do not listen to that song I hate I know. that song the is, worst part, though, is that it is really catchy. <laughs> it is really catchy. And, like, also, so many people listen to music and they're not really paying attention to the content. They're paying yeah. attention to the rhythm and the beat and they're just dancing and all mm -hmm. that stuff. But I think it is just, again, we don't have answers, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I think it is just something to keep in mind when, you know, we support those songs and I, for me, I think it's more important to support artists that are like inclusive and um, not, you know, racist, homophobic, um, sexist, and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. 
just don't support those people um yeah. and don't give them money <laughs> like yeah um but it, yeah I think it's hard and like even I mean I just think about Michael Jackson too like him as a person is pretty canceled right now but his yeah. music is not it I, I, mean, I know at least it doesn't appear that way mm-hmm. um and it's kind of like and I don't really like this saying but it's very popular of like separating the artist from their art mm-hmm. because I hear so many people say that about Kanye and I cannot get on board with Kanye. Cause I'm like, I can't either motherfucking shit. Like, I, <laughs> and I will go on record, put me on record, put me on the stand. I do not care. Like put me on the stand. Not, he's not a good person. And that's not mm-hmm. to say like, he definitely has, I'm, that's not to say he's unredeemable. I think that he could become a better person with the proper mental health, um assistance and therapy and you know working on himself yeah um but he has just not proven to be a good person and also he's a trump supporter and that's not really my jive so Mm -hmm. um but i mean there are so many people that listen like i was just talking to someone the other day and he was telling me that one of his favorite artists is kanye and i kind of gave him the side eye like okay that's a red flag and he's like, to specify, yeah, I like his music and not him as a person. I'm like, if you have to specify that, maybe you shouldn't be supporting them. But I say yeah. this also hypocritically because I know there are artists I listen to that I'm sure have done. Like, I don't do my research into everybody that comes up on my Spotify. Right. And make sure that they're a good person and that I like align with their values and that I'm supporting the right people. And maybe I should be, but it's so hard to do that in everyday life and make sure that everything you're listening to and everybody that you're seeing in media is a good person. Yeah. There are so many bad people and there's so many bad songs. Um, and I'm so sure many. I listen to them. I'm sure if I analyze the songs that I listen to, I'm sure like a good 25% at least are probably questionable content. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And that's like, yeah, I mean, I was listening to the radio like a while ago, a couple months ago, and it was a station in Denver that plays just like classics, like 50s, 60s, 70s classics. Mm -hmm. It's a great station. I'm forgetting the name of it. But um, this song came on that was from the 50s and it it was like the lyrics were like, I'm going to make you like, I'm going to make you fall in love with me. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to like get you in my grasp. Like all this, and it was like a guy singing it, oh and you're God. like, "Oh, that's like a little weird." Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. also that like also just brings up the topic of like it, things change, and mm-hmm. like I'm sure, I mean, at the time that was still wrong, you know. Yeah. But like, you know, I'm sure the person writing it was like not thinking like that, and yeah, and yeah, I don't know. It just yeah. it's 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 a fine line, and I think. Yeah that yeah I also just really don't like cancel culture I think there's a better way to go about oh yeah teaching lessons to people that are getting can't are like the ones that are getting canceled you know it's like that's like kind of almost pushing them so far to the other side that they're like oh yeah well I'm gonna do it again I'm gonna get canceled again because you can't Mm -hmm. stop me yeah and we should like be educating those people rather than I'm like we should just be like trying to improve people yeah we should all all just try to be better people 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there are some people that should be ostracized, but like, yes, no, for not, sure. Not to the extent that we're doing it right now for little things said 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess it's depending on the thing that's it. Again, it's a fine line. <laughs> it's, it's a fine line. line. Yeah. But um, yes. It is a blurred line. These blurred, blurred lines. lines. Wow, look at that full <laughs> circle. Fuck Robin Thicke, though. I think he's a bad yeah, person. Yeah, fuck Robin Thicke. Not literally. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> um. <laughs> um. So, Caroline, I'm interested to know this next question. I want to know your answer to. What's the best show you almost didn't go to? Okay, so... Shanae asked this question. Shout out, Shanae. The only Shout one out. who actually asked us a question without <laughs> um, A true fan. And true fan. We are a true fan of them as well. Um, I have two answers to this. Um, one is the Lord Tour show. that oh. You were there with me, right? No. Did you not go? No, I think it was Jacob just Jacob was you. there. Alana was there. Katie, Katie. was there. Yeah. I don't know why you weren't there. Sorry. Well, I well, I had just become friends with you guys. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Megan hadn't been taken into the group. Yeah. But I almost didn't go to that because I didn't I liked Lord, but I was like, whatever. I'm not that into her. Yeah. But I went solely to see Run the Jewels, her opener. <laughs> that was the only reason I bought a ticket. And I almost was just like, I'll just go see them and then I can like leave if I want to. Yeah. But I'm so glad I didn't. I love Lord. I was just wearing a shirt from that show earlier today. Like, I love her. Yeah. Um, the new single, I'm not a fan of. I don't know if that's an unpopular opinion. I actually haven't even heard it yet. Solar Power, not a fan. Uh, absolutely not a fan. Um, <laughs> but previous two albums, amazing. So yes. I'm glad I went to that one. The second one is the biggest shocker. Is I got invited with John Michael our friend from college. Hi, John Michael. Hey, Um, shout out. With my best friend now, Jacob, and um, one of his friends and had two extra tickets to see Bishop Briggs um, at, I think it was at Ogden in Denver. Ogden or Fillmore? Might've been Fillmore. Um, And I was like, oh, like, I guess like we're not doing anything. So like, do you want to just like go? And we went, who is her opener, but Matt Mason, my now favorite artist of all time. Oh my God, and I love him. I love him so much. And I had no idea who he was before this show. And so I go and I listen to him. And first of all, this whole show, he's sick too, which you couldn't tell, but he like made it known. Cause when he was talking, you could kind of tell, but when he was mm-hmm. singing, he still sounded amazing. and I remember listening like oh my god like I'm obsessed with this guy and have been to his show since have met him and all that stuff but I never would have known who he was if I didn't go to the show and then also I love Bishop Briggs now like yeah a greater extent than I did and I've seen her a total of three times now live like oh wow I didn't know that yeah so I am so glad I went to that show it sparked a love for new artists. And that's why you should always say yes to going to shows if you're free. Yes. Love unless, that. unless it's Robin Thicke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't I, don't, I literally, I don't know why I have such a beef now. I don't know anything about his current. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I didn't know that because you were the one that introduced Matt Mason to me. And 
I will literally like, tell so anybody talented. about Matt Mason that will listen to oh, me. He's so amazing. And that's so cool. I didn't know that that's how you were introduced to him. So that's really cool. Yes. Okay, Megan, what um, is your show or shows that you Okay. Well, one of both of them are Red Rocks shows, actually, that I like. I have I'm kind of an impulsive ticket buyer <laughs> when it comes to shows that I like want to see. And then yes. sometimes I'll like always buy two because I don't really want to go by myself. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first one is um, I bought tickets to see Sylvanesso at Red Rocks. We and went to that together. I know. And I almost like ended up selling the tickets because I kept asking around to see if anyone wanted to go with me. And event and finally, like you were like, Yes, I'm free. Let I'll I'll go with you. And I was like, Yes. And um, so I almost like sold my tickets and didn't go to that. And it was like the funnest concert because Hippocampus opened and they were freaking oh. amazing. And it was you and me, and it was like the first time we had really hung out one on one. Yes. And oh my gosh. I still have like the pictures from that night and it was so fun and Sylvan Esso was fucking amazing I yeah I had never even heard of them but I again I went for the opener because I liked hippocampus Mm -hmm. and I was like Mm -hmm. oh yeah it's red rocks and it's hippocampus and Sylvan Esso I'm sure is fine let's go (laughs) my god yeah that was so fun and then the second one is another red rocks show that I bought tickets for and I didn't have like secure my the person that I was going to go with and it fell like right on Katie's birthday and it was um Shaky Graves uh, or no it was Jose Gonzalez opening for Shaky Graves and I honestly wanted the tickets to go see Jose Gonzalez because I yep. loved his music since I was like in middle school and um and then Shaky Graves ended up honestly blowing Jose Gonzalez out of the water it was like so incredible but Katie and I went to that and I took her for her birthday and so that was her like birthday present for me was to go to that show and that was a great show too um like really really good um amazing yeah Yeah. I would love to see that show my god yeah and now I'm like so glad that I went because now his tickets are like through the roof and um he was just playing at Red Rocks like a couple weeks like a month ago and a bunch of people went and they were like it was so amazing and I was like I saw him like three or four years ago Been there done that just blown up and um yeah those are two like really great concerts that I saw that I almost didn't go to that's awesome Hmm. okay next question okay um this is our last question oh my god and this is also one that we made up full transparency yes <laughs> i was gonna say I'm i like, call and ask this question oh you were i'm like i'm like full transparency we are i was not gonna lie <laughs> i don't i don't lie to our audience okay You're so if megan says it, it's all a lie it's all a lie um, yeah colin didn't ask us a question what the heck colin i know well i actually forgot to ask him tv oh okay but... well he should have just <laughs> done it he should have followed us and done it uh... <laughs> Um, so question overall, what are some ways to improve and hone my songwriting abilities? Yes. One thing that I thought of when we were coming up with this question was I've been noticing that a lot of people like in my songwriting circles have been doing like, um, artists where they like artist studies where they study like an, a certain artist's songs for like a month or something. And then at the end of that study time, they write a song 
in the style of that artist and like someone that does this regularly is Shanna in a dress and then I know Spencer LaJoy recently did this with Sammy Ray um, mm-hmm. because Spencer wanted to like kind of try to start writing more upbeat songs and so they studied um, Sammy Ray and the Friends um, their songwriting to kind of inspire a more upbeat song and so that's something that I've been thinking about doing recently um, to kind of get more into like the storytelling side of folk music and um, I think I want to study like John Prine Mm. but I think that's like a really great way just like because you're studying like the greats essentially like people that you think are great and um, because like that'll just rub off I feel like on you yeah yeah definitely I think too going along with that I started doing this kind of unintentionally but it seems like a good idea in my head (laughs) is when I listen through an album the first time I usually am just like filled with ideas of Mm. like I'll come up with my own lyrics like hearing something will spark an idea or just it'll get me in the mood to write yeah when I listen to somebody who's an especially good songwriter like that happened to me today listening to Julia Michaels album Ooh, and you release a new album? I it's I don't know if it's new. I haven't I am late to the Julia Michaels train. What is the album that I I'm also listening? am? I don't I don't think it's new. It is called Not in Chronological Order. Oh, that's fun. Let's see when it was released. Oh, it was released in 2021. Oh. Uh April 30th so kind of new um but I was listening to that and just had all these ideas so maybe try listening to an album and then free write if you're like wanting to get lyrical ideas obviously be careful to not just take what they said that's stuck in your head and rewrite it but just to get you know creative juices flowing um that could be helpful or even yeah I like that idea yeah, or like go to your piano guitar instrument of choice and start trying to like play something um, just to, you know, I think the more this, Beth was saying this, you can't like write without reading and you can't mm-hmm. like write songs without listening mm-hmm. to songs, you know, to get into yeah. and into. You have to have the input to have the output. Yes, like to understand the craft. So I think that's all helpful as well. Yeah. And speaking of Beth, I still really want to do that, like how she starts her day. Mm -hmm. I want to start that. Okay, this is me putting it out there for people to keep me honest. I know. I want to do this too. Probably not with coffee because that'll kill my nervous system, but maybe tea, maybe like one cup of coffee and then a cup of tea. Yes. Um, because I've also like recently got back into the habit of like looking at my phone first thing in the morning when I wake up and that's just like so bad. So I want to get out of that and I want to do the input output thing that yes. Beth was talking about. And if you don't know what we're talking about, go to the the latest episode before this episode yes. um, with Beth Wood and be prepared to have your mind blown because she's amazing. Oh, she's so cool. I'm just constantly amazed. I know. Me too. So... Oh, and then read the books that we mentioned and listen to this podcast. Um, yeah. And or the other writer. podcasts. Like yeah, some. The Writer Is is a very good. Oh, yeah. The Writer 
is is an awesome podcast. That sounded All weird. Songs Considered is a great podcast. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Song Exploder explodes my mind every time I listen to it. Mm. It's amazing. Oh, my God. Nice. Oh, also, totally unrelated podcast. I'm sure there's certain episodes that could be related. But Megan recommended the podcast Ologies to me. <gasps> oh, my God. And I've been listening to that nonstop. I am obsessed. Isn't it um, so good? Yes. I want to meet Allie Ward. I want to interview her. I want to be her best friend. Um, yeah. She's amazing. So anyway, listen to that too. <laughs> yes, please. Podcast supporting podcasts. Yes. So um, good. So next season is season seven. As oh we said God. throughout, we have big things coming. Megan and I clearly are motivated to get it together. Hopefully. For the next yes. season, we don't. <laughs> We don't have a release date yet because we're trying to get all of our ducks in a row. Mm-hmm. I can't before see me. We release. my hand. I'm putting all the ducks in a row <laughs> um, before we release so that we can be more consistent with our release dates for mm-hmm. you know, all of our hundreds of thousands of listeners out there. <laughs> um, and also, please buy our merch. Yeah, we Love have such it. cool merch. And it would mean the world if you bought it. My favorite is the songwriter diary, the physical diary. And it's 15 bucks for a journal. I think that's a steal. And it's great quality. And it's beautiful. It's hardcover. It's hardcover. It's amazing. My favorite thing is it has one of those strings to like hold which page you're on, you know, to tell like, like you just flip to the page you were last on. Like love that. Yes. So we love cute. Yeah. We've been using them, so we can say that. We also have masks, even though some people believe we may be out of, you know, the COVID situation. It but is- you never know when you need a mask, honestly. And yeah, as my dad said, he's like, I'm going to start wearing masks throughout the winter because I don't want to get a cold. And I'm like, dad, so true. that's true. So I mean, true. you can get a cold anytime, I suppose, but you know, yeah, things are flying around when it's winter time. Yes, so true. Um, and also, like this last weekend, we started demolishing, like gutting out our trailer, and there was like lots of stuff in the air. And so I wore a mask because I didn't want to inhale all of that in. See? So or if you're you next to somebody smoking, you can put it on passive aggressively if you don't want to be inhaling the smoke. Mm-hmm. And the mask is really cute. Like our mask it is, really is cute. very cute. Everything so, we have is cute. We also have so a poster. So true. Yes. That says, we're all depressed here. Let's write a song about it. Because so if that's not the mood of every songwriter. I don't know what don't, it is. Yeah. I don't know what it is. <laughs> um, so please go buy that. Um, we have the link on our site which is the songwriterdiaries.com. Yeah, just go to our website and then hit shop and then you'll find it all there and you can buy it. And to end the episode, I'm announcing that I have a single coming out on July 30th. <gasps> Woo! It's called Potholes and it's going to be the summer anthem. So share it and listen to it. Um, and we're going to leak it right now. Right now, we're leaking that shit. Listen now to hear Potholes in its entirety before anybody else. So thank you. We love you. And we'll see you in on in in our in the on. next season. On in the next season. I mean, we won't be seeing any of them. This is all audio. You'll, we'll hear, you'll hear us. You'll hear us season. in the coming months. Yeah. <laughs> season seven. Season seven. Bye-bye.
Bye. Filling the potholes in the road Too many to count on one hand Late nights spent deep in the mud A year so long it never ends Turn my body inside out I shook it real hard, nothing fell out Fill me up with the water from the river Fill me up with the night laughter Fill me up with the touch of a lover Fill me up Fill me up with the water from the river Fill me up with the night laughter Fill me up with the touch of a lover Fill me Each other.